Welcome to In the Studio with Chris. Uh, that's me. I'm Chris. And with us in the studio today is Joel Willoughby. He is the president, founder, CEO, chief bottle washer, and coffee salesman uh, at his ministry. We'll talk about coffee in a little bit. Uh, of his ministry, Brains and Bibles. Indeed. And uh, I, I love your logo. I'm, you know, it's bad, Joel, that I'm, I'm in radio and I like visual things. <laughs> Well, they, you know, they always told me I used to have a little bit of a radio program. They said you have a face for radio all the oh, time. Oh, there you go. You've heard that there one you go, before, yeah. But yeah. you're a handsome guy. You're well, good looking. <clears throat> thanks for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> it can't can't two men sit in a small room privately and have this conversation? <laughs> I think it's all right. It's all right. 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 Uh, so we're here to talk with Joel a little bit about his ministry, about how he got into it. I want I want folks to meet you, um, and and then later on in the program, uh, I think we want to talk about. I, I, I invited you on to talk about biblical literacy, mm-hmm. which is a big, which seems like a big and heavy topic. Topic, but I think really what we're talking about is: should we know the Bible? Do we know the Bible? Mm-hmm. And how can we get to know the Bible and and, and that kind of conversation? Very so, yes. yeah, I mean, your 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 ministry is called Brains and Bible, yeah, so I yeah. think you might care about that. <laughs> I'm in the biz. You're in the biz. So I thought, what better guy to have in the studio with me than Joel? So, um, so Joel, first, let's talk about what you do uh, professionally and what you do uh, yep. here. I guess both your profession and this are ministry, but, but, but tell us sure. a little bit about yourself. Kind of all goes together. But, yeah, so I, I actually teach the Bible classes for 8th through 12th grade at Ankeny Christian Academy. And I'm just wrapping up my sixth year there. Wow. That's um, and awesome. I'm looking at, because I want to go, I want to devote myself full time to Brains and Bibles because there's so much to do. There is so much to do. Um, and so I'm looking at next year being my last year, which is perfect because that's the seventh year. You know, end with seven, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's right. Um, but anyways, and I'm going to miss that. I love, I love doing that. Um, and so no, it's not like, oh, I can't wait to get out of there. That's not it at all. I just feel God's leading in this other direction. Uh, to be able to influence more, to help more people. So, Brains and Bibles is kind of funny because uh, the backstory, I don't tell everybody this, but I'll tell you, you're a special guy, Chris. Oh, so. thanks. <laughs> but there, there came a time, um, my wife says, like, well, you know, summer's coming up. What are you going to do? And I was like, well, uh, you know, we, we've only been married about a year at that time. And I said, uh, well, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to relax. You know, try to decompose after the you know the year of teaching. You know, and and uh, you know usually just maybe some side jobs, some sure. landscaping types. I love doing that. You know, nice. little, little here or there. And uh, she's like, mm, <laughs> maybe we can do a little more. You know, she's a, right. she's a great woman. She's a real, she's a she's a hard worker, hard worker. And so she wanted me to you know be not just be a lazy bum for the summer. And I appreciate that. She pushes me <laughs> to greater heights. And uh, so I thought, well, you know, it's about time. I should probably do something with my own skill set. Um, I've had theological training and stuff, and I, and I love I love uh, teaching and studying scripture, and that's just that's my passion. And so I thought to myself. What's the big thing that people need um, that I could possibly help with? And that is biblical education. And it's just great that we have this topic today. And so I thought to myself, you know, there's a lot of people out there. I've, I've lived a lot of places, uh, been a lot of places, and there's a lot of people out there that would love to have some kind of biblical education, theological training, that kind of thing. But they are prohibited either by their geography or their financial situation. And I thought, that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, and especially, you know, in America, land of abundance here, um, the, if someone is passionately seeking such a thing, they should be able to get it. And um, so that's what my ministry is all about, is making that available. 
And so oftentimes I'm trying to get support from those that usually don't even really need it as much. <laughs> For the people that do need it so much, they you know can't offer the support either. So that, that's a little bit of a challenge, but God always provides for his mission. So I'm not worried about that. Well, and I um, love I love the title too. Yeah, you know, biblical literacy is one thing or getting people the opportunity that want to know God's word to be able to do that at no cost to them or in a way that is accessible and affordable um, and easy to understand. And you, you, you are a, uh, uh, that kind of Bible teacher. There's a, the, the um, late, great uh, J. Vernon McGee used to say it the way of, of, you know, you get the cookies on the bottom shelf so yes. that people can, can yes. hear it. And, and I always love that. Um, and I think you, you do that in a good way. So tell me a little bit about the, the name Bible makes sense. Okay. You're <laughs> yeah. a Christian guy. You want people to know God's word. Right. There seems to be a bit there about the brains, mm. like you're trying to hint at something. Yes, yes, I am. Because, um, you know, God says, you know, you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, soul. You know, that the whole list. Um, I, I think the pendulum swings throughout history. I think we're in a point right now where we are loving God less with our minds. I think largely, uh, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm not picking on anybody either, but largely just from my own personal experience, I've seen that it is more about uh, emotion. A lot of worship has centered around emotion, feeling, experience. And uh, there's a lot in scripture about setting our minds uh, on heavenly things and loving God with our minds. And um, even though the Bible is accessible to everyone and there is a sense of simplicity in the scriptures, which is beautiful, there is also a sense of complexity. There is great depth. And you look at a guy like Paul the Apostle, super educated guy, and um, there was just no end. You start reading some of his, his writings, and you realize there is just so much to study and to pull out from Scripture. Uh, it is phenomenal. And a lot of times we really are missing out on cultural, historical type things. Um, you know, the Bible is written simply, but thousands of years ago to people on the other side of the earth in a different language. And so um, it really pays off to learn the things that they would have all known. You know, just the guy hanging out in the marketplace knew way more <laughs> about <laughs> language, history, uh, culture, and all that of those times than we do. So we have these scholars now, um, whereas someone that was like a fourth grader, so to speak, back then would have known automatically. Um, so, yeah, so loving God with our minds, that's the brain's element. Um, and I want to teach people how to study, give them the tools to do it for themselves, to dig deep. And it is very rewarding. You know, I had uh, in, in preparation for uh, this interview, I did a lot of uh, heavy lifting and heavy research. Uh, and that came by the way of listening to 9940 uh, AM. Uh, <laughs> I was actually listening to the radio this morning before cool. the broadcast. And it just so happened uh, that Dr. David Jeremiah of Turning Point Radio Ministries, you know, he was talking about um, kind of this very thing. In a, in a habit sense. He was talking mm. about if you, you know, he wanted to be a great basketball player and he wanted to make great shots. And the way that you great make great gra basket shots, right, is you practice. That's right. Day in and day out, you're always there so that it's a habit, so that it's a routine, so that when the game comes, when the time comes, mm. you're not thinking about the basics and you can get the job done wherever that is. And Absolutely. he was equating that to preparation for the Christian life and really getting into that habit and that rhythm. And I was thinking about this interview that we we're going to do and thinking, wow, 
uh, that's that's the answer, at least on page one. If you want to know the Bible, you probably should read it on a regular basis yes. and talk to the one who wrote it uh, uh, for us. So, um, so yeah, let's get into that a little bit. I, real quick before we, we go further, if just in case folks are already feeling bored uh, with me, not Joel, <laughs> but if you're feeling bored with me, don't go away just yet. Uh, brainsandbibles.com is your website, brainsandbibles.com. That's where people can uh, reach out to you. And, and I wouldn't mind if you're listening to this podcast right now that you go ahead and pull that website up, brainsandbibles.com, and you can learn a little bit more about Joel as we listen uh, and, and have this conversation. So let's let's talk, Joel, about biblical literacy and um, and, and that's a big subject. You And you had something specific in mind in preparation for this. Yeah. When you told me about it, um, I thought to myself immediately, you know, Nehemiah 8 would be the perfect example. Now, there's so many passages I think that we could pull from um, to really bring the point that I want to make home. Um, and I do think there's other things that are, that are definitely worth mentioning. But just let's just focus on one passage, and, that, and that's Nehemiah 8. And if I could read it, um, it's a little bit of a passage here. You know, hold on to your seats, folks. It's uh, verses 1 through 12. Um, and uh, <laughs> but, but this is what it's all about is, is listening to the word, being attentive to it. Um, and then understanding it. And so this is a beautiful thing. Uh, a little little background, just in case you're unfamiliar here. Um, this was about a century before the uh, Israelites were able to return back to Jerusalem from, from Babylon. So the big problem here is that they didn't have the regular Torah readings. They didn't have all the religious things happening all around them. These people in Babylon, you think of, you know, like Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, right? That kind of thing. If, if they were going to learn about God, they had to make a concentrated effort. Um, they had to sometimes risk their lives, you know, uh, depending on the situation. And so, well, what happens to the majority of people during something like that? You're going to fall off a little bit. Uh, and, and so there is a lot of people that just greatly did not understand a lot of the very important things. And here we have Ezra. And Ezra, man, I have a little bit of a bromance with uh, Ezra <laughs> here. Uh, he, he is um, just phenomenal in his ability with the Word. Uh, he has actually a lot of behind-the-scenes work in all of Scripture. Like we would believe he even, uh, arranged the Psalms and things. He, he did a lot of, of making uh, the Word of God what it is. So anyways, without any further ado... Nehemiah 8, 1 through, um, let's see, actually, probably just go through 8 here. It says, And all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So that's just the Torah. That's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's it. We have so much more than that today. And in fact, if you talk about that with a lot of people, they think, well, yeah, Genesis is cool. Uh, the rest, nah, not so much. <laughs> and and uh, I actually want to come back to that idea a little bit later. But... Um, but it, this is what they brought, the Torah, these first five books. It says, so Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday. Well, that's about six hours, roughly. We don't have an exact time stamp there, but about six hours, okay? Uh, you think your Sunday morning service goes long. <laughs> in the, and he did this in the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand. So in other words, the kids as young as they could just hear the words and understand those kind of words. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had made for the purpose. So instantly erected a little stage there just for this. And beside him stood, there's a bunch of people with names hard to pronounce. 
<laughs> Let's skip that. It says, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. As he opened it, all the people stood <gasps> for six hours. Wow. They stood up and they, they listened for six hours. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, amen, amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Wow. Just from the reading of the word. And then it says, it has it names a bunch of other people, uh, these Levites. And it says they helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. They read from the book, from the law of God, clearly. And they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. That's such a cool thing. So all he did, what did he do? These people, I mean, you read the whole context here. They were weeping and mourning and they were attentive for six hours, standing up, just listening to people talk. Um, why, why would you do that? Well, it's the power of the word. It is alive. It is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, you know. And so here it cut into them and they realized, you know, what, what have I been doing with my life, you know? And they're starting to get things back together. They're getting excited. They're getting passionate. I guarantee you it wasn't a, a pain for them the next day to read the Word. Or in a lot of cases back then, it was having to listen to the Word. But we, we have a better privilege than that today. It is so easy to get the Word, and, and we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit as believers. We have so many more advantages than they had. Uh, we should be even more excited. Uh, so that's just, that, that passage always gets me fired up. And I think that's the answer for, for uh, a lot of problems. Not that you won't have problems, but... To, that, that is the answer to successfully live life before God, is to read and understand the Word. So, Joel, you're with me, and I, I want to do the radio thing by IDing you and what station people are listening to. And I have to remind myself this is a pre-recorded podcast, so uh, forgive me for doing that. People know because they're listening on purpose, right? Sure. Um, but you said something there so to, to two things. One, you said something there. A lot of times people will like Genesis or they'll like the New Testament, but mm. not so much the rest of the Bible. Right. Uh, how do we how do we help folks kind of get out of that rut of saying like, well, some of it's good and some of it I just like to throw away? I'll, I'll answer that with this. A lot of people will ask me um, because they, they, I'm, I'm the Bible guy, you know, for a lot of people. And and so they'll ask me, well, what's your favorite book of the Bible? And this is what I'll always tell them, but I, I do have some answers to that. But what I'll say is, I'll tell you what everyone's favorite book of the Bible is. Everyone's favorite book of the Bible is the one they've studied the most or the one they've studied most recently. That's it. And that's every single time. And so a lot of times we think of certain books and we go, uh, yeah, I don't really like that one. Well, how in depth have you studied it? Well, the answer is going to be you haven't. <laughs> I guarantee it. And so even like something like Leviticus, um, that, there's a lot of great stuff in Leviticus, but you'll miss it if you don't study. And, that, and that's, that's the big problem. Um, and so how do we get out of this? Well, first off, it's, it's loving God with our minds. We're going to understand that 2 Timothy 3.16 is very clear that all scripture is profitable. And it's profitable mentions for four things. Basically, what's right, what's wrong, how to get right, how to stay right. That, that's basically what it is. And so, but it's profitable. So on one side of our mouth, we say, yes, all scripture is profitable, but do we really believe it? Are there books that we skip? Do we skip genealogies? Now I skipped the names here today just for sake of time and I don't want to embarrass myself, but <laughs> in your reading, you know, are you skipping things? Well, wait a minute, all scripture is profitable. Maybe you can't understand exactly how much right now today, but it doesn't change the fact. 
And this is where it goes back to loving God with our minds. It's an understanding. It's a knowledge. I think that's a, that's a fantastic answer. Um, you know, and I, I had the opportunity to talk about um, different I don't like to say this, but I, I can't think of a better way to say it. Different kinds of Christians. I was having a conversation okay. with some folks about different kinds. And um, I said, there are kind of two kinds. Uh, and again, broad brush here. There's people who really like Jesus, mm. and there are people who really like the Bible. Mm. Um, now, those are not mutually exclusive. We understand that. Those are not opposites necessarily. But right. I, I find that there are folks in, in either of those camps. And, and what I think of when I think of folks that say, well, I like Jesus a whole lot, is sometimes they say that to the um, uh, putting away of the Bible. Well, I like Jesus, I like this person. He taught me how to love people. He taught mm. me how to love others. The Bible, I don't know that I believe that so much. And that seems to be here in the United States, yes. um, the growing and most predominant mm. uh, voice out there. Uh, for those who know who David Platt is or recently participated in the Secret Church program that uh, that he put on just recently, his, his plan there with Secret Church was to talk about the great imbalance that we have, that all this time, money, energy, and resources go into reaching folks in the United States versus uh, the amount that goes into reaching unreached mm. people groups. And I, you know, for those who are involved in missions and God is calling them that, I, I, as David Platt is, I think there's a lot of truth there. There's a lot of wisdom to be said there. It's, it's an imbalance. But I think what's happening here in my community, in my neighborhood, is there are a lot of people who, who like Jesus, the parts they like, and that Bible thing yeah. they're, they're not so much excited about. And, right. and, and it's it's a struggle because I'm I'm on the same page with you. You know, I, I sit here and can say with you, uh, Joel, yes and amen to all the things that you're saying, and it inspires me and encourages me to read the Bible again. Um, the church I attend, we're currently going through the Book of Acts, which is it, wonderful. If you just like reading, yeah. like if you're just like an adventure story kind of person, uh, especially in the later half after Paul gets arrested, that's where we are now. Just the the adventure of all that goes on, all the trials that he goes in, and there's there's actually some exciting things just from a literary perspective um, going on there, but also to see God's hand at work throughout history. So I'm on your side on that. And the challenge I find is talking to folks or, or, or getting other folks excited about it that maybe you're not. Um, and maybe that's my own cowardice. Do you think some of that comes <laughs> from some me as the Christian that's a little bit like, well, I don't know how to defend the Bible or stand up for it? Well, you know, it's hard for someone outside to say, um, you know, the Bible makes it clear that the heart is deceitful and, you know, who can know the heart? Sure. And so if I, if, if scripture tells me that I can't really even know my own heart, I'm sure not going to try to know someone else's heart. Sure. Um, but I can, I can know things are true from scripture and go from there. Um, you know, I, I think that I would encourage anybody to just start having gospel conversations, uh, talk about the word, talk about God. And that's really unnatural if it's not a part of your regular lifestyle. And I think um, when it's a part of your lifestyle, it's just you don't have to really think about it. You don't have to focus on it. Uh, what I focus on is who who can I encourage? Who can I help have a better eternity? Um, and then when I zero in on somebody, uh, just just go saddle up with them, so to speak. And um, if it's a part of your life, you know, it's just going to come out. A lot of times, what I do is I start talking about some things that I've been reading recently. And um, that will usually prompt someone else to say something. And if not, I say, well, what, what have you been reading recently? And if it comes back flat, <laughs> then I say, well, 
I would encourage you to read this and I'd give them something. And, um, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. And it'll start changing someone's life. Well, I think you you know you hint there on on that big that big picture issue. It's it's a part of our regular life. You know, yes. Doctor David Jeremiah was talking about that that we have to have these things, reading the Word every day, praying and speaking to the God who wrote the Bible every day, making that a part of our regular life. Otherwise, there's not going to be an outpouring. I think if mm-hmm. we sit back and and we're in, uh, non-engaged Christians and then feel this guilt or sense of pressure, so I'm listening to this podcast because. Joel's a good guy, and I'm listening to this. And I'm thinking, oh, I I need to be active in sharing my faith or talking to people about Scripture. It sounds like yes. what I'm hearing you say is we need to be doing that first, uh, so that it's a part of our. But I love what you said. It's it, sharing the Bible with people or sharing Jesus with people is unnatural if it's not part of our regular lifestyle. And mm-hmm. I, I might steal that from you and try to you remember <laughs> that. Um, but you know what's something that is a part of our regular lifestyle, and I think you know a little bit about this as uh, as using it for a ministry tool. That's the social media world, right? Mm-hmm. Your your ministry spends some time on YouTube. People can watch your videos right. on YouTube. Um, you know, I encourage people to go to brainsandbibles.com uh, so you can learn more about how you do that. But how do we talk to me about that? Social media as this place where a lot of us spend a good amount of our time and we're getting information there. Well, you sure have to be careful. I'll tell you what, because it's in my head right now. Let me let me come back to that in a moment. Let me just address real quick uh, the disconnect between God and the Bible. Mm. Um, because I think there's something else really crucial just to mention there. And people miss this. It's something that they know. If you were to you know, give them a quiz, they would write the, the right answer on the, the quiz. But Jesus is the living and written word. When someone talks to me about the spiritual life, a lot of times they want to know God. They want to have that relationship with God. Um, And I I say, well, how do you do that, though? It is through the Word. The Word is God. Um, You know, John 1, 1 and 14, you know, the Word is Jesus. He became flesh, right? So he's the living and the written Word. And so if you want to know God and know him better, the only avenue is through the Word. I even think of Second Peter 1, 3, and it says that all things that pertain to life and godliness are already given to us. Everything. All things that pertain to life and godliness. That, that's such a powerful statement. And, and how do we access that? It's through the Word. You know, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved or do your best. You're doing your translation there. Um, and the idea is that we will be presenting ourselves to the Lord one day. Um, and it's, it says at the end of 2 Timothy 2.15, rightly handling the word of truth. That's what it's all about, um, rightly handling it. Well, first off, you, you have to be exposed to it. You have to know it. So rightly handling it is, is part of that is how do I study the Bible? The Bible can't just mean whatever you want. You have to know how to study it. It's real literature. It really is God-breathed. It is special. You have to understand it, and then you have to present it well. So rightly handling the word of truth, studying and present presentation, those things go together. Um, and not, not that you have to be a professional entertainer or you know, spokesperson or something. It's just simply the fact that you're being honest about it. Um, I've heard you know, a good definition of teaching or preaching is just truth through personality. Mm. And I, I, think, mm. I think that's beautiful, and I think that's all it is. You, you discover truth from the word. You just give it through your own God-given personality. Well, you know, uh, as a guy who occasionally does uh, teach Sunday school, um, I I had done that for a number of years until at some point I stopped trying to be like 
the Bible teachers I liked or the pastor at my church or something else. And yeah. I just was kind of open and honest with folks and really allowed me to study the Bible along with them the way that I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and that changed that changed our classes. People enjoyed them more. Yep. They were engaged more. <laughs> and I think now, just hearing you say that, Joel, I think that's because I was just being myself, reading the truth. I'm not trying to change the scriptures or try to right. find something that is new revelation, but just mm-hmm. allowing myself to be really excited about what is in front of us, what what God has given Absolutely. in front of us, whatever book that might be that we're studying, and to know it historically and get excited about that. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, uh, I. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, thank you for sticking with us. I, I would definitely encourage people to reach out to Joel uh, through brainsandbibles.com. Go to his website as you're thinking about this and and invite him to speak at your church or maybe at your next youth uh, program, maybe to college students or something like that, um, to really just encourage people to get excited about God's Word. I, mm-hmm. I know if you're listening to this podcast and you're here spending time with Joel and myself like uh, jo- I am with Joel, I'm encouraged and inspired, so I hope that you are too, and you can take action by uh, visiting his website and learning more. Uh, so let's uh, thank you for that. Let's go back then um, to the other thing about social media. Social media. So how how do we use that? You know, you, 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 I hear people all the time like, I want to use social media to to evangelize. Sometimes that kind of backfires because for mm-hmm. some reason those comments start cutting into a fight or something. You know, you, you post yes. something scripture that's pointing the finger out rather than pointing the finger in or just trying to be encouraging or what is encouraging you. So how how do we use social media in a way that's, that's helpful and Mm -hmm. maybe even how do we engage in it? Well, yeah. So let's back up to the the broadest picture and then we'll funnel down to social media. And the, the broadest picture is we are to make disciples. You know, that is the big deal. Um, and you can do that through tons of avenues. Social media is a valid option. Um, I would like to say this though, you know, you think about like making money, right? Just to keep it really simple, I could put money in my savings account, okay, and get a microscopic gain of interest, all right? And, and if, if my mission is to make money and I throw $10 into my savings account, boom, I've done it. <laughs> uh, but, but however, we, we do understand that there are many different ways to make money, and there are better ways to make money. Okay, so in the same sense, there are many ways to make disciples and there are better ways to make disciples. So I think social media is a valid option. Um, it should not be our only avenue. Um, and also, we, I think it's important to recognize that the best kind of discipleship that there is, is, is one-on-one face-to-face. I, I don't think there's anything that actually is better than that. That's the best possible situation. Now, there are other times when you do other things. Um, and so through social media, um, I can get people's attention to do more. Um, I, there's, there, you gotta meet people where they're at. That's another thing. Um, you know, if, if I'm looking to disciple one-on-one, and that's believers and unbelievers. You know, making disciples is, is for everybody. Um, with unbelievers, that means you're starting with the gospel. Uh, with believers, um, you know, you, you start where they're at. Where, whatever their needs are, you know, uh, but social. So, so on Facebook, uh, for example, I have a Facebook page, Brains and Bibles, and I don't really do much with it. I, I, I plan on doing a lot more once I devote myself full time to the to the whole ministry. Uh, right now, I just kind of notify people if I'm going to be speaking somewhere or, or something like that. Um, but I do want to eventually maybe have like a daily nugget kind of thing. 
Um, I just don't want to commit myself to that just yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that can be encouraging. Um, You never know. Sometimes those little things pop up on someone's Facebook feed, even if you just do it in your regular, you know, news, whatever. And uh, someone's just scrolling through, maybe looking for something to laugh at, you know, whatever. And they just happen to real quick see a a brief something. Um, And it just kind of strikes them. Uh, You may think, well, that's not going to do much. You're going to keep scrolling. But I want you to remember something. If you just stick to the word, you just put the word on there. Um, God promises that his word will not return void. Uh, It will not. And you have to remember the word is alive. We've already mentioned that for already. It's it's Jesus Christ. He is the word. It's alive. It's powerful. Uh, And the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is to use the word and convict the heart. Um, And for a believer especially to guide that heart, to teach that heart. Um, And so if you just put a little splatter of the word on there, um, you never know what that might do. And you just have to recognize that, you know, you're probably not going to get someone to pat you on the back for it. Um, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. And just to just let, you know, let God use it however you will. Uh, something like YouTube, because I have a channel, and um, so I use it in that avenue of teaching uh, people. And, um, it, it, you know, some people that that's the way that they have leisure time or something. Um, or, you know, if I'm looking at, you know, how do, I, how do I figure this out in the Bible, this important issue? Well, what do people do? Often the first thing they do is go to Professor Google to teach them. <laughs> and uh, then they go right on there, you know, type it in and see what pops up. Um, or they'll go right to YouTube. And, of course, it's, you know, owned by Google, right? But and then they, they put it right in there and, and, and see what pops up. Um, well, possibly one of my things can pop up for these people. Um, I did want to use YouTube because I know a lot of people rely on it for learning. It's a big learning tool, and I'd say legitimately, uh, it's a big learning tool nowadays. Um, but what I saw from a lot of people that are giving the word, a lot of it, um, it was not, uh, you know, what I would consider good content. Um, it's more of just an opinion. I'm just going to speak what feels good, what I've heard, something that sounds fun. Um, whereas I would take a different approach, being very theological, um, systematic, biblical. Um, I, I include history, culture, context, things like that, which makes a huge difference. So, I mean, you may not agree with everything I put on there, obviously. I mean, if I'm doing my right job, you know, you're not going to agree with everything. Uh, <laughs> it's just the way it is. But that's not the point. My point is not to get everyone to agree with me. My point is to get people in the Word and get studying, get interested, get excited about stuff. Um, and so you always have to have that perspective. We use social media, too, is kind of bring it, you know, full circle here. Is that you? If you are make, if you're actually making a good splash, you're going to get some negative feedback, and don't be discouraged by that. Be encouraged, uh, because that means it's affecting people. <laughs> yeah. That can be a really good thing. Uh, also, be aware people have a different persona when they're behind a keyboard. Mm. Um, I, you know, Chris, we're both big guys. Uh, when it comes out, you know, we're like in the in the world walking around. People are less likely to insult us to our face. Um, now, yeah. it, you know, if they, if they know us, then we know that we're pretty good guys, pretty happy. We smile and things. Um, but if they don't know us, you know, they, they can kind of stay back a little bit. Sure. But you get them behind a keyboard, and oh boy, they'll let loose. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it's one of those things you have to guard yourself against. I think there's a lot of guards that you have to have up with social media. Uh, just be aware. But um, any avenue you can use to put the word of God out there or encourage people, draw them to Christ. Use it. Do it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I love that. Well, um, Joel, I want to spend hours and hours with you, but I'm not going to allow myself to. And for all of those who <laughs> uh, feel that way as well, well, I have good news for you. You can spend a lot more time with Joel. Uh, actually, go to his website, brainsandbibles.com. Uh, of course, as he just mentioned, there's a Facebook page, Brains and Bibles. Of course, the YouTube channel, Brains and Bibles. Just put into Professor Google Brains and Bibles, <laughs> and very probably you will find uh, Mr. Joel Willoughby. And Joel, thank you so much. Much uh, for your time, and it is clear uh, you and I have visited before. This isn't our first time, but it is clear every time we visit that I believe that as just a word of public encouragement to you, that I believe God has called you to do this. Thank you. Uh, I do believe that, and I think anybody that spent any time with you, sharing your heart for God's word, I think they sense that too. So may God richly bless you and all that you do. Uh, truly, I mean that. So thank you for being in studio with me, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we can use this to share it on social media. Hey. How about that? Uh, Get people excited about God's word uh, and, uh, and all that. So, Joel, thank you for your time. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Hey, take a minute and like Brains and Bibles on Facebook for me. Would you do that? And also visit the website brainsandbibles.com, brainsandbibles.com. Connect with Joel there. And if you would like to be on this podcast in the studio with Chris here uh, on this fine radio station, please reach out to me as well. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you are connected to this radio station and you can get a hold of me uh, that way. Hey, thanks for listening again. May God richly bless you. Bye.